Muso Mondays with Kyan and Jade, keeping you up to date with everything in the music world. Welcome back to Muso Mondays with Kyan and Jade, where we keep you up to date with everything that's happening in the music world. This week, we're discussing K-pop, what it is, and how they are treated in the industry. Over the past few years, K-pop has become increasingly popular among people, you know, of all ages and around the world, I would say. K-pop is Korean pop music, if you didn't know. Um, and they have been breaking records, covering the music charts and emerging into Western entertainment industry and winning hearts of listeners all around the world. And fans admire these Korean idols due to their overflowing talent, charisma, and visuals. So do you want to take us over um, some words that are used a lot in the Korean industry, like K-pop industry? Mm-hmm. So the word idol, that means an idol is a celebrity working in the field of K-pop, so what we would call an artist. Visuals, how they look. Usually someone with good visuals or is the main visual is the one that conforms to the Korean beauty standard the most. So that would be like the front of the group. The visuals usually aren't over the front. They're True. just kind of like the one who's, they usually get the least amount of lines in the song, but they're just they to look pretty. So it's sort of like an advertising human. Yeah, they have different positions, but we'll get into that later. All right. Netizen, the actual definition means net citizen, but in K-pop, it is an online fan of K-pop that usually follows a specific K-pop group in a cult-like way and are often associated with bullying of K-pop idols and fans of the idols they attack. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Bias, your favorite band member. Comeback, a K-pop group coming back with new music. Daezang, it's an award that is one of the highest achievements that a group or idol can achieve. Sunbae, the oldest member of the group. Hubei, the youngest member of the group. Hopefully I pronounced all of those sort of correctly. Yes, these are like Korean words, obviously. So a lot of people don't realise the difficult life of Korean pop idols and that what they faced in their past and even like right now. Mm. So basically, to give you a bit of an outline, so before... They even have the chance to train under companies. So they kids, by the way, and young teenagers will attend cutthroat auditions, which have an average competitive rate of 700 to 1. Oh, my God. So every 700 people, there's one person that's selected. That's a bit much, don't you think? Yep. So they uh, grade you on, like, your looks, your like, your the way how you move, your dance, your singing, everything, and they give you a rating. So if one manages to pass the audition, then they are then put on a contract with their corresponding company. And these contracts can range from two years to a decade. And once in the company's training program, trainees go by schedule starting as early as 4am and ending as late as midnight. Jeez. So a typical K-pop trainee's day, it's filled with dance practice and vocal lessons, as well as added Korean language lessons for foreign trainees. Do they have many foreign trainees? They're often discriminated against, but they do have some like it's usually still like um like it'll be like japanese thai extremely unhealthy dieting is highly encouraged in some companies with companies wanting women from 52 to 59 to weigh the same weight of a maximum of 48 kilos i didn't think it was this insane until doing like research 48 kilos that's nothing well there's literally people in the k-pop industry that get fat shamed and they're like just toned and they call them fat. Oh, my God. 48 kilos. Just... Like, imagine a maximum. I would kill to be 60 kilos. 
Mm. You'd be dead, wouldn't you? 48 kilos if you're (laughs) 5'9"? Jesus Christ. So an article by BBC, it was headlined, I could have been a K-pop idol, but I'm glad I quit. They interviewed former K-pop trainee Elaine Chong, where she said it was common for trainees to pass out due to exhaustion, and it was normalized for trainees to do so to starve themselves. She actually told the BBC that the attitude among the trainees after that collapsing from due to exhaustion was like, good for her. She wants it so much. And looking back on it now, it's really disgusting what the fuck so someone passes out in front of you in dance practice and you say oh my gosh they're working so hard i want to be like them that's fucked (laughs) yeah we have i actually well i did a bit of research on a specific artist and she is still quite like bullied to this day by netizens Mm. um and yeah she's bullied for her weight and she actually revealed something we'll get into it in a bit so on top of achieving and maintaining small scale weight measurements trainees would go under monthly evaluations and in the case for yg entertainment which is where blackpink is from uh which is one of the big three uh which is you know one of the most successful entertainment companies in korea they would require trainees to perform one group performance as well as a one solo performance where they'd be evaluated by staff receiving heartless criticism and those who failed to bring out a satisfactory performance were sent home oh my god every month did that say mm-hmm you're never safe no that'd be a lot of pressure uh, i guess that everyone that's in it really wants to be in it because when you just like fuck up your performance then you can go or you could quit true so you're not stuck no so why do they keep going because they want to be a k-pop idol so bad it's fucked up Mm -hmm. just a little bit in the netflix documentary blackpink light up the sky jenny kim of blackpink said i remember having to send a good friend of mine home every month because they got eliminated from the test and being told that i'm not good at stuff face to face and trying to keep everything together when i hear those things it was very harsh it would be you would make friends in a month and then just bye but imagine me going up to you every single day and being like you're not good at like doing your makeup or like you're not good at walking or like you're not good at doing your job Mm, every day yeah or like once a month you know what i mean and it's just like something that you work so hard on like imagine Mm. a project and i just come in and tell you you're not good at that it's horrible Mm. do better otherwise you're going home god their mental health over there must be fucked Mm -hmm. so obviously as an outsider of the korean entertainment industry it can be pretty obvious to see how cruel the treatment of k-pop trainees can be and it's common for outsiders to question the industry's tactics and why haven't they terminated these jarring rules? The reason as to why it is because it works for the companies. As unfortunate as it is, the inhumane treatment of trainees and idols is what shapes them into the picture-perfect celebrities that we see on TV. There has to be a line, right, between what's good for the company and what's good for your employees, right? Yeah, but they it's worked for them all these years. What's what? Why is it going to? Why are they going to stop it now? Mm-hmm. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Sort of mentality. Yeah. So the idea of failure and stress allows the motivation of trainees to grow. And this is the person that I was actually mentioning earlier. So members of the girl group twice have opened up about what it's like before debuting Mm. so twice is a pretty popular band um and japanese member momo which is like their main dancer Mm -hmm. uh, she revealed about how her company had instructed her to lose seven kilos in a week to be in time for the group's debut showcase according to the international business times she said that she exercised 24 7 consuming nothing but a single ice cube afraid that that would even cause her to put on weight she was so terrified to go to sleep and feared that she wouldn't wake up again proving that as horrible as the environment is it was stressful enough to help the trainees reach their goals how bad is that 
eating nothing but ice. You'd have the most killer headache as well. Yeah. Fuck. Just ice? And even she was worried that would put on weight? Like, poor Like darling. water weight, yeah. Well, they even, I don't know if going a bit off topic, but they even did that for the Victoria's Secret. People would literally just go on water diets. True. And then for the 24 hours before the showcase, they would not drink anything. So then all their water weight would go and they would look really, really, like, toned. So having already put trainees through enormous amounts of stress, these feelings of anxiety are carried throughout their careers. Because the perfect image companies have tried so hard to shape the trainees into, they create a standard for every single idol in the industry. Everybody is perfect, and if somebody isn't perfect, they seem just unworthy of being an idol hence like why they're called an idol because they're an idol to the public true because they're perfect people they're not allowed to like swear or drink you know um before their debut and after their debut for three years you're not allowed to date you're not allowed to have sex you're not allowed to drink you're not allowed you're not even allowed to drive like female idols aren't allowed to have a license while they're while they're an idol no license my god yeah and um if you have sex with people you're seen you're seen as easily attainable by the public so that way then you're not an idol anymore because you're not untouchable true Fucking Really weird, right? So the strict mindset of companies influences netizens moulding their mentality to expect perfect idols and to tear down anyone who is any less than that. So everyone's going to have all these massive high expectations, which is probably why people are getting fat shamed and skinny shamed now. So basically, the conditions that young kids and teens are put through during training programs are inhumane and wrong, to sum it up. Over the past few years, numerous idols have opened up about the immense amount of stress they are put under as a trainee and as an idol. With countless hours of work and practice, harsh expectations and criticism from netizens and colossal amounts of pressure put on them by their companies, certain idols have gone as far as taking their own lives, deciding that this so-called perfect and glamorous life wasn't worth it, according to People's Magazine. Although training methods used by entertainment companies have proven to be more than successful, many fans despise companies' tactics so much to the point where they would actually boycott upcoming promotions and releases and refuse to purchase merchandise, therefore hurting the company's sales and forcing companies to give their demands. So K-pop's very, very much controlled by the listener, it's sounding like. And also the company. <laughs> and the company, just not the actual artists. Yeah, they have no control. Poor people. But also it's like... I don't know. It's like they, that's what they signed up for. Yeah. So a lot of people know, but then they also don't think it's that like that deep and they think, oh, yeah, I can do it. Mm. It's like it's like how you look at, for example, like a 10 kilo thing and it says, oh, you need two people to pick that up. But no, I'm strong. I can do that. You pick it up and hurt your back. Yeah. Same thing. Bite off more than you chew. So a fine example of this was when in 2019, Blackpink fans, also known as Blinks, sent a truck to YG Entertainment displaying a list of demands they wanted from the company due to the lack of activity and the releases the group was partaking in. According to Billboard, at the, t- at the time, Blackpink was the most successful Korean girl group and was given one musical release a year when it was obvious that members of the group were keen to release more. As a result of this protest, YG Entertainment was quick to release a statement saying that the girl group would be releasing an album early in 2020. However, within all of the negative stigma surrounding the Korean entertainment industries, there are certain diamonds in the rough that prioritize the health of their idols. Big hit entertainment. 
They are currently the most successful Korean entertainment company, managing popular international boy groups like BTS. According to LA Times, Big Hit is like the one entertainment company that seems to take the well-being and health of their idols into account. And this can be seen from the boys' scheduled breaks to their physique. So like they don't have crazy dieting regimes that they're forced to do. Good. And they were actually given a break in 2019 for a few months, rewarding them for all their hard work throughout the past years. And that's just the difference with any job, really. That's what, like, a manager that cares will mm-hmm. treat you like that. A manager that doesn't care, I'm not going to give a fuck about you. And do you know what I feel like? with the, When people have, like, managers that care about your actual health and well-being, you actually do more work, more quality work, and you're more productive. Hence why BTS is literally the most popular K-pop group of all time. Yeah. Like, you can't argue that. Even if you don't like them, you can't argue that they are not the most popular K-pop group of all time. Mm-hmm. But they also have a really cult-like following as well. Yeah. They're called their army. And, I mean, like, their name kind of makes sense. <laughs> um, so BTS and Blackpink are the two most popular groups. True. Because then- they're broken into Western media, which is seen as, like, what every single K-pop group wants to do. So fans have also noticed healthy weight gain from the BTS members, which stands in contrast to other idols who put themselves under dangerously low weight measures. It's clear to see the difference in how different companies treat their artists and how the difference in treatment can affect the group's overall well-being and mental health. And this shows that companies don't always need to enforce harsh rules towards their artists in order to create a successful group. Like we said. Mm. That just proves so many things. BTS becoming the most popular Korean band. It just proves everything. Like now what are all the other companies going to do? Keep their artists starving when BTS is out eating the BTS meal like exactly make it make sense K-pop it doesn't make sense to me to be honest it's just it freaks me out the following freaks me out a lot because they're very cult like yes and you say one thing and they're like how dare you I'm going to kill you now I know where you live like all that kind of stuff yeah Yeah. they're very 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 (laughs) cult like um, which like I'm I'm a big fan of K-pop. Um, and I've specifically gotten into K-pop like heavily in the last six months. Um, and like I've watched so much stuff and I've learned so much about the industry and I love so many different groups. And there was like this massive thing that went around. I don't know if you ever heard this line, but Stan Luna. No. It was like this massive thing. Everybody would like tra- like troll people and then just spam Stan Luna on their like on their account. Like, just on this random person's account. Which, by the way, like, Luna is a really good K-pop group. Like, I love their music. I The very first K-pop song that I ever properly fell in love with was Butterfly by Luna. True. I don't know if I've listened to really any K-pop. Besides, like, stuff that got really big. Because mm. then it's like, I've heard it. Well, like, obviously you've heard, like, BTS Dynamite. Yeah. And, like, Butter. Yeah, I've heard a lot of BTS. That's about it. And Blackpink because of you and it's on the radio. Yeah, like, Kill This Love. Mm. Um, Love Sick Girls and On the Ground that's also being played on the radio as well by Rosé oh yeah Rosé true she's a member of Blackpink and she's actually from Melbourne in Australia <gasps> controversial and she's in a K-pop group and Jenny's from New Zealand Jenny's from the block so Blackpink is literally known for being like different because they have so many different members from all around the world so Jenny was born in Australia but then like lived in New Zealand Mm. And then she went to Korea. And then Rosé was born in New Zealand, grew up in Australia, then went to Korea. Lisa was born in Thailand 
and then went to Korea. And then Jisoo was born in Korea and lives in Korea. True. So there's only one, like... Person who's actually from Korea. But they all have... Um, Korean backgrounds. Except for Lisa. I don't know if Lisa does. I really haven't done that much research into, like, their ethnicities because, like, I don't think that matters. Mm. Like, if you like the person for their talent, then appreciate their talent, nothing else. Um, But, yeah, like, each... The weird thing about K-pop is, like, how different it is to Western media. Yeah. The way how they're, like, treated, the way how they're seen in the public it's very much like stuck 30 years ago kind of thing yeah they don't have a lot of interaction but then they do but then they don't i don't know how to explain it it's really weird it is strange and whenever i think of k-pop being like a genre it's just like i don't know it's it's just like it's on another planet to be honest i feel like there's music and then there's k-pop because like k-pop is so many different genres as well they have r&b k-pop yeah they have like rock k-pop like i played yeah. you Dreamcatcher. they have elements of rock in their songs yeah k-pop is actually pretty good i never gave it a chance ever yeah you definitely should and i think actually the biggest thing for me that made me fall in love with k-pop was actually watching a reality show with them in it true and then like i found their characters really like i found their personalities really funny and then i started listening to their music and then i was just like i really appreciated like the production value just like everything that goes into it and they had all k-pop groups except for like a few have really good stage presence because they all dance and sing at the same time it honestly amazes me how they can do that it just blows my mind if you've never actually seen a k-pop performance go and watch one it's insane it's just it's the craziest thing remember how we were talking about eurovision (laughs) it's like that on steroids (laughs) yeah if you can watch the blackpink coachella performance that was a really good performance example um because one of the band members jisoo um she's the shortest member so she always dances in heels that are like mega platforms and like really tall um she actually had a really sore back and she was really sick during that performance and you can't tell oh man i feel sorry for all of them yeah it's very weird and like the fact that they can't even like live there they can't even get a relationship or do anything like that do anything human yeah like they can't even they can't even fall in love with somebody and each group right so i'll explain this to you and also to you each group has different, like, positions. So that's how they, like, identify. So, like, groups will have, like, a main dancer. So when somebody's main, it means that they that's the thing that they are best at. So for Blackpink, using them as an example, Jenny is the face of the group mm-hmm. and the centre and also the main rapper. Jisoo is the main visual and then lead vocal. Then you've got Lisa, who's the main dancer, lead rapper. And then... You've got Rosé, who's the main singer, lead dancer. So basically main means you're the best and lead means second best. True. And like visual are usually the people who are there and they look really pretty. They, they conform the most to the beauty standard, as we said earlier. Mm. So they usually like, you know... They just sit there and, like, all their stuff, and they're, like, really pretty, but they often have a lot less lines in songs, I find. Mm. And there was, like, a big controversy because, like, Jisoo never gets, like, a lot of lines in songs. And there was, like, this massive thing where everybody said that Jenny was, like, the most favoured. Um, they called her the YG princess because they said she got the best costumes, um, like, and outfits in all the tours and all that kind of stuff. She had the most lines in the music, and she got her own solo before everybody else did when it's actually like they're going all of their solo music is literally spelling S-O-L-O so what's happened so far is Jenny released a song called Solo Hmm. then it went Rosé who released On the Ground and then Lisa who released La Lisa and then now Jisoo's got to release a song and it's probably going to be with O Ah, that's interesting if only people had your brain they wouldn't complain (laughs) (laughs) I don't know I just feel like 
you gotta like take a step back yeah and even like twice is quite a popular group and like luna they're all like really popular groups and there's also there's also like first gen second gen third gen fourth gen like there's so much information and still i've only been a really big fan for six months so it's still really hard to wrap my head around but yeah hmm. it's just very much <laughs> in your face and it's just very like hard to comprehend and yeah. even like what we've gone through today just how they're treated that's just how they're treated like we haven't even spoken about like all the other stuff to do with the industry so after talking about this um and i'm sure i played you a bit of k-pop um what's your favorite group so I don't, i'm not like i don't know that many k-pop things but Dreamcatcher, Kyan showed me this and it's sort of like a rock mix and all girls so i love it it's sick <laughs> when you go to anyway <laughs> what about you mine's obviously blackpink yeah yeah i was really hoping you wouldn't say bts <laughs> i'm glad you didn't no, I prefer Blackpink. Um, and, you know, like, each group has, um, like, members and they have their bias. Mm. Um, and I find it really hard to choose my bias for Blackpink. Like, I started off my bias was Jisoo, then I went to Jenny, and then now I'm at uh, Rosé. There's only one left. Yeah, and, every, and literally every single person who I've spoken to about it, they go, oh, you're literally just going through the exact same stages that everybody goes through. <laughs> Then once you've, then once they've been your bias, you'll then choose your actual bias. True. There you go. Testing them all out. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, I love Jisoo because she's so funny. Mm. Like, her personality is like, you could tell you, I'd get along well with her. And then, like, Jenny because, like, she's Jenny. She's, like, a bad bitch. Mm. Um, and then Rosé because her vocals are amazing. She's really sweet. Um, and then probably Lisa next because she's, like, really cool. She's, like, the swaggy one and the one who can dance really well. Her dance. I reckon she's the best dancer in K-pop, although people will probably attack me for that because they think that Momo's the best dancer, but I disagree. Lisa's been dancing since she, she was, like, one. So, anyways. <laughs> Just causing fights with the audience. <laughs> Jeez. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, don't forget to follow us wherever you listen to your podcasts and follow us on our social media at Muso Mondays on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Muso Mondays with Kyan and Jade. New episodes every Monday at 6 p.m.